3: Mr. Dillon, would you mind if we stop at the long bank here for a minute?
2: It's pretty early in the day, isn't it, Chester?
3: Oh, well, I don't want no drink. Uh, uh-huh. Bar keeps holding some money for me. I won a little last night, and I didn't want to put it back into the game. But you want to get
2: it now so you can put it back tonight, is that
3: it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, I'm afraid too.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh,
3: Sam? You come for your money, Chester?
2: Hello there, Marshal Dillon. How are you, Sam? Well, there you are, Chester. Thank you, sir. Here,
3: you buy yourself a drink.
4: Oh, I sure will.
3: See you night, Chester. Sure. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. Well, I heard the bartender call you Marshal Dillon. Yeah, that's right. I got something to tell you, Marshal. Well, go ahead. It's important. <sighs> okay. You're going to die, Marshal. Who are you, mister? Wilbur Hawkins. I'm a whiskey drummer. First time I've been to Dodge, though. I worked around St. Louis till they sent me out here. I liked it better in St. Louis. Lots of important people there. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You're going to die, Marshal. I heard them saying so. You heard who saying so? I don't know their names. It was dark, and they weren't there very long. I didn't dare say anything, or they'd have known I was listening. And, of course, I never heard of you. Till just now, that is. You ain't a making much sense, mister. Oh, it makes sense, all right. You see, I rode the train out here from St. Louis, and one night I was all wrapped up trying to sleep, and these two men came by and stood there in the aisle. And one gave the other $300. He said it was to kill Marshal Dillon. But he didn't say where, so, of course, I, I didn't know till just now. Is that all you know about it? That's all, Marshal. I've done my duty now. I'll be going. Goodbye.
3: Now, oh, forevermore. What do you make of that, Mr. Miller? I don't
2: know, Chester.
3: He acts a crazy like. I don't know whether to believe him or not.
2: No. But I suppose we'll find out soon enough. prisoners sound asleep already, and it ain't only just got dark out. Well, he's got nothing else to do till Tom Smith gets her.
3: Well, is that who you're holding him for? Well,
2: I thought I told you that, Chester.
3: Well, but Tom Smith, sheriff of Tascosa, ain't he?
2: Yeah. Why?
3: Well, I thought this fellow was wanted in abilene.
2: No, Chester, they never heard of him in abilene. That's why I wired Tom. Well, I'm going out back for a minute, Chester. I think I left my new bridle on the hitching rail out there. Yeah.
0: I
3: better get
2: this place swept up a little bit. It's a good idea, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Dillon. Stay there, Chester. Stay where you are.
3: Mister Long, you've been shot
2: we are just trying to play possum, Chester I wanted to get him to come up where I could see him Oh, well, he's gone now You scared him away Ran down the alley there
3: Oh, he'll be lost in the crowd by now Oh, that oh, doesn't sorry. matter
2: Doesn't matter Bobby thinks I'm dead So I'll just go on playing possum How do you mean? Let's go on up to Doc's office I'll tell you there
5: I don't know if you're uh, one of them Civil War buffs or not, but the United States Post Office put out a series of mighty interesting postage stamps when the centennial of that big shoot rolled around a few years back. I'll show it to you. Show... Uh, now, like this one in my album here, issued May fifth, nineteen 1964, recalling a fracas they fought near Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's called the, the Battle of the Wilderness. Now, now, that was a real rough one, all right, because that's where General U.S. Grant and 115,000 Union troops ran head-on into General Robert E. Lee and 75,000 Confederates. Oh, you, could, you couldn't hardly see one another for the thick trees and the brush all around. And the cavalry and the artillery wasn't much good to either side. But they kept at it for two days in that wilderness with a lot of good men down before it was over. But that, that was the start of Grant's drive on the Confederate capital at Richmond, Virginia, which ended the war about a year later. It was a bitter and bloody war all the way, but it made us one country again, and that is what really counts. <laughs>
4: say that whiskey drummer's
3: name is, Matt?
2: Wilbur Hawkins, Doc, but you never heard of him. This is his first time in Dodge.
3: You know, Doc, he kindly acts like maybe he got hit by lightning some worse. Even when he's standing still, he gives you the feeling he's sort of walking sideways, kindly ooches along like a crab, if you know what I mean. No, I don't, but I'd sure think twice before asking you to explain,
2: Chester.
4: What is it that you have in mind to do now, Matt?
2: Nothing? Nothing. Yeah, Chester's going to do the work for a while. And I'm just going to sit up here in your office and wait. Wait for what? Well, when Chester spreads the word around that I'm dead, whoever wants me that way's going to make his play. He'll come right out into the open and do whatever he's got planned. And then I'm going to give him a little surprise.
3: Well, I don't know oh. hey, Mr. Dillon. That's a wonderful idea. Now, why didn't
2: I think of Get that? Get going, Chester. I'm kind of anxious to meet this man. Him and his gunman.
3: Yes, sir, I'm... Go- Hey, one thing. Ain't the boys likely to, to run wild when they hear you ain't around to keep the lid on things?
2: Yeah, they might. But we'll have to take a chance. Mm,
3: all right, sir. I'll get started.
4: You know, Matt, Chester's right for once. There's a lot of men in Dodge who are just waiting for an excuse like this.
2: Well, if it gets too bad, Doc, I, I'll just have to come to life again. What time's it getting to be, Doc? And let me
4: see. It's nearly midnight, Matt.
2: How long are you going to wait up? Well, I guess something happens, I guess. Chester will let me know.
4: Well, the town seems quiet enough so far. Maybe nothing's going to happen.
2: No, they didn't try to kill me just for the fun of it, Doc. No, I guess not, nope. Answer it, Doc, after I get to the back room. Maybe it's a patient. I'll be holding a gun on it anyway. Uh,
6: come in. Come in. I'm coming. Uh, yeah.
4: well, Kitty, what are you doing here at this time of night?
6: I might tell you if you ask me in, Doc. Of course. Come in. Come in, Kitty. Uh, where's the corpse? The, what? The body. I expected to find them all laid out.
2: Oh, oh! you mean Matt. Oh. You don't seem too upset about that corpse, Kitty.
6: Oh, I'm not. All that talk didn't fool me, Matt. just didn't make sense. Chester running around telling everybody you'd been killed.
2: No,
6: why not? Oh, I know Chester too well. If you were dead, he wouldn't be acting like that. But most everybody else believes it, Matt. Oh, that's good. I don't know what you're up to, but I figure someone's been trying to kill you. All right?
2: Yeah. Ambush, Kitty.
6: Well, that's not the way he's telling it. What?
2: Not the way who's telling it?
6: I never saw him before. But there's a man standing at the bar of the Long Branch bragging about outdrawing you.
2: You mean he's admitting that he killed me?
6: I kind of thought you'd like to know. Yeah, that's him, Matt.
2: This is what you've been waiting for. Is there anybody with him, Kitty?
6: No. He's alone, as far as I know. Anyway, you better come to life again, Matt. There's going to be trouble if you don't.
2: Uh, maybe i better not wait any longer. I'd like to take that gunman's employer along with him, though.
4: You can find out who it is, Matt. and beat it out of him.
2: Uh, you better come with me, Kitty, so you can point the man out and you can take cover in case he wants to fight.
4: Huh? Any man yeah. who's coward enough to shoot you in the dark isn't going to face you now,
2: Matt. Maybe not, Doc, but you never know. <laughs>
6: Give Matt. Paul
2: fell in the black hat. He's kind of drunk. Okay, Kitty. You wait outside. let you see how he's going to behave. Yeah,
6: all right, Matt. Good
2: luck. Thanks. I'm Marshal Dillon, mister. Who are you? I'm Joe Rogers. I thought you were dead, Marshal. I understand you've been bragging about shooting me.
4: Just talk, Marshal. I didn't mean nothing by it. I was just
2: talking. Kind of dangerous talk, don't you think? Everybody said you were dead. Well, I was waiting for you to come out of your hole, Rogers. I don't like getting ambushed.
4: Marshal, I never even seen you before. I didn't ambush you. All
2: right, face the bar, Rogers, while I take your gun. Turn around. Sure. I ain't going to try nothing. You got the wrong man, Marshal. All right, you can turn around again can't arrest a man just for talk. The jail's right across the street, Rogers. You lead the way.
4: It was just talk, I tell you. You can't prove nothing. Get going. I swear I didn't try to kill you, Marshal. Yes,
2: just straight ahead, Rogers. When we get there, you're going to do some more talking. I want to know who hired you. Nobody
4: hired me. I ain't even got a job. Mr. Gill, what, what
3: are you doing out here? Who, who's this fellow?
2: His name's Rogers, Chester. He's been bragging about shooting me. I was just having a little fun. I ain't no gunman. It doesn't take much of a gunman to try to ambush a man, Rogers.
4: But I didn't do it, Marshal. I heard them talking about it, and I don't know why
3: I started saying i had done it. Mr. Dillon? What? Mr. Dillon, I was on the way up to the docks. I was coming to tell you something. Well? Well, I've been over to Lady Gave. I I swear I just don't understand. Well, just say it it out, Chester. Well, there's a, a fellow over there, and he's making his brags about shooting you, too. What? That's right. He's saying he out you and killed you. Of course, he's a little drunk.
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course he is. So was Rogers here till I scared him sober.
4: Sure I've been drinking, Marshall. I wouldn't have talked like that if I'd been plumb sober. Here.
2: Here's your gun, Rogers.
4: You're turning me loose?
2: Like you say, you're just a big talker.
3: Yeah, but what about the fellow over the Lady
4: Gage? I don't
2: even want to see him, Chester. He'll shut up fast enough when he hears I'm still around. All right, Rogers, you go on back to the bar, unless the men in there laugh you right out of town. Yes, sir. I'm sure. Sorry, I done it, Marshal. All right, get going. Sure, huh? I'm going. I don't know what's the matter with me, Chester. Not figuring this. I might have known there'd be at least a couple of drunks wanting the reputation of having killed me. Yes, sir. And now we're
3: right back where we started
2: from. Yeah.
3: Hey, maybe that whiskey drummer would lie in, too.
2: Now, you're forgetting I got shot at, Chester. And there's a man somewhere in Dodge still waiting to kill me.
1: in America have a lot in common, and yet they're each one of a kind. Take, for example, Des Moines, Iowa. All through the state capital, it's progress that's happening here in the home of Better Homes and Gardens and Look Magazine. Never mind that the 7th Street Bridge is usually in repair. The New expressways and the airport on Floor Drive place Des Moines only minutes or a few hours from all America. This means more leisure time for golf at Wakanda horseback riding along the Woodseat River trails on the south side, or boating and beaching at Graves Lake near the New Holiday Inn. If you're culture conscious, the Des Moines Art Center in Greenwood Park has works by Goya and Rodin. And soon the new zoo will be open at Old Fort Des Moines. The college crowd from Drake University digs the Italian food at Bades downtown. Others, without the pizza palette, prefer Johnny and Kate or Rocky. But if your hometown is Des Moines, you already know this. We only wanted to remind you, it's still there.
2: You come in the back way, Chester.
3: Oh, my. I almost forgot to give you this telegraph, Mr. Dillon. It's from Sheriff Tom Smith.
2: Oh, what does it say?
3: Well, I couldn't read it that close, but he's coming for his prisoner. He'll be here on the stage today, the way I. Today? It, well, let me see
2: that. Yeah. Uh, must have got delayed somewhere along the line, yeah? Tom's due today. That's right enough. Telegraphs.
3: You just can't count on these newfangled contraptions anymore. What
2: time is it, Chester?
3: Well, no, I reckon.
2: That stage ought to be here right now. Let's go see.
3: Oh, right. There it is. Must have pulled in just a minute ago. Look, passenger's milling around like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Hey, look, yonder. Ain't that Tom Smith? Yeah, that's him. Well, who's that other fella? He looks of familiar
2: to me. That's Wilbur Hawkins, Justin, yeah, oh. a little whiskey drummer. Yeah. And I, I've been wondering where he's been. Matt.
0: Matt Dillon.
2: Hello, Tom. Well. How are you, Matt? Good. Hello, Chester. Fine.
0: Smith?
2: Hey, well, I'm sure glad that trip's over. Next time I'll come horseback. <laughs> the stage is easier when you're taking a prisoner back, though, Tom. I hope you still got him. You hate to make this trip for nothing. Now, he's here anytime you want it. Say, where's Wilbur Hawkins going?
3: Look at there. Ain't he even going to say hello?
2: You know that little fella? Yeah, we know him. He told me he's staying at the Dodge house. Strangest talking man I ever run into. Oh, he means well, Tom. Maybe. But he tells some mighty crazy stories. Oh, what do you mean? Well, he said he heard a couple of men in a bar talking about me.
1: He didn't know who they meant until I introduced myself on the stage and he recognized my name. And then he... Well... What are you looking like that for? Now go ahead,
2: Tom. Go ahead. We'll, we'll, what did Hawkins hear? Well, you said this one fellow was going to give the other fellow $300 to shoot me. Ain't that the darnest thing? It sure is. I don't know, Matt. There's a lot of men who'd like to kill me, but I don't believe they'd be standing around talking about it that way. I, I kind of think he made it all up. No, he didn't make it up, Tom. Not quite. You know something about this? You mean someone is out to shoot me? Yeah. Who? Look, I'll tell you about it on the way over to the Dodge house. All right, you wait here, Chester Just in case he gets past us, huh?
1: Okay, sir He ain't gonna get past us But what I can't figure, man Is why Hawkins would want to kill you and
2: me Doesn't make much sense, Tom Oh, here it is Tom Smith and Matt Dillon, Hawkins.
3: What are you doing here?
2: We want to talk to you. Come on, open up, Hawkins. Get out of the way, Tom. He tried to kill us. Look, I can kick the door open with one foot. You cover me, huh? Uh, right. I'll kill you! Man, I tried not to. Hawkins.
0: I'm hit. I'm going to die.
2: I had to shoot Hawkins. Now why did you want to kill us? Smith and me. A lot of people want to. I hear them saying nobody said anything. You made all that up Hawkins. You took a shot at me last week didn't you? Didn't
0: you? I'm dying. I can't kill anybody now. Why did you want
2: to, Hawkins? Tell
0: me. I killed other men. Important men. I told them about it first, and then I killed them. Why, Hawkins? I don't know. I had to.
4: I, I had to. (laughs)
2: Ah, he's dead. Matt, what was he
1: talking about?
2: I don't know, Tom, but it doesn't matter much.
1: I don't understand it. I never saw him before yesterday.
2: Hawkins was a murderer, Tom, the kind that doesn't need any particular reason. Nobody will ever know why he did what he did He was crazy, if you like. He sure was crazy. You think he's done a lot of killing, Matt? Probably. the most dangerous kind of man there is, Tom. A murderer with no reason at all. (laughs) Innocent-looking little whiskey drummer.
5: Regardless of what some people may have said about the political character of Elijah Cuddlestone, none could dispute his honest concern for his people. Here's how he put it. Now, since I first started, yeah, I say since politics became my life, my platform, yeah, I, mean, I mean the base for my platform, has been, and I say this in all truthfulness, the base underlying my platform has always been what is good for my people. Well, he was, of course, not referring to his party's platform, but rather to his own platform, his personal set of principles. In French, plat means flat. So a platform is really a platform. Platform in our political vocabulary means a statement of principles and policies adopted generally by a party convention as a basis for the party's support. The term has been used since the 1800s. Political planks, of course, are used to build a political platform and refer to the party's stand on various public questions.
1: directed by Norman McDonald stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon U.S. Marshal featured in the cast were Parley Bear as Chester Howard McNear as Doc and Georgia Ellis as Kitty George Walsh speaking join us again next week for another specially transcribed story on Gunsmoke